Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So today, I want to just tell you, just today, uh, you know, the gun lawyer world here, I get calls from potential clients, which is what you do as a lawyer. And when they call, you want to help and you want to talk uh, to them and hear their situation and explain the issues and what things might be out there they need to be aware of, right? And what you can do to help them, which is fine, and I love doing that. But today I get a call from a woman who was the victim, at least legally speaking, the victim of domestic violence. And she filed a domestic violence complaint, TRO, Temporary Restraining Order, against the defendant, who was her husband. And in her being the plaintiff and filing against the husband, well, the police came, and guess what? They took all the guns in the house, and the guns in the house were her guns. So they disarm the victim, which is always just brilliant to me, because as soon as you trigger DV, anything domestic violence, Immediately in Jersey, it's take the guns, take the guns, take the guns. It's like the number one thing, take the guns. Like like the guns themselves are out there committing domestic violence. And the guns themselves, I mean, they're so focused more on the guns than even the people. It's, it's, it's just crazy. All right, so she's a victim, quote-unquote, plaintiff. Okay, files this. And she now learns the lesson of, you know, we're here from the government, we're here to help. Because she now loses her guns. So what is she calling me about? Well, she dropped the restraining order against her husband and realized, I guess, what a mistake it was to involve the government. And look, there are legitimate cases of domestic violence for sure. People need the protection. I get it. I totally get it. And they need it, and they should have it. But so much of it is not that. It's just these strange occurrences, let's call them. And lo and behold... Uh, she wants to get her guns back. And she has uh, been reading all kinds of things on the Internet. And that's a big problem because uh, it's hard to tell what's real and what isn't on the Internet. Well, she has partially good information and partially really, really bad information. And I'm talking to her, and she says to me, well, it's been over 45 days after giving my guns back. No, that's not really how it works. They have 45 days to decide whether to give your guns back or to have a hearing to have your guns returned, right? And they are pretty lenient on that deadline, even though they shouldn't be. But anything for the state, you know, we gun owners are tied down to the freaking day, you know. But 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 as far as the government, <laughs> deadlines for the government, what? What, are you kidding me? So, you know, okay. But still... Fair enough. She's been out of her guns all this time. And said, I don't know why they're delaying. And the prosecutor said he was going to give me my guns back. He did. Yeah, but he's not responding. He's not going, well, I don't know what that's all about. But normally they just try to take everybody's guns. They don't usually uh, even tell you they're going to give you your guns back because they're going to try just to steal every gun they can get their hands on, which is pretty much the status quo of how things get done. But all right, maybe he is. So I, can you help me get, well, what are the, well, there were three guns that were taken. And I'm like, okay, what are the guns taken? Let's see. Plus your gun rights are taken because in New Jersey, if you've had guns seized pursuant to domestic violence and they haven't been returned, 
you're a prohibited person in the same category as a felon in possession. Isn't that cute? And it doesn't matter that you're the victim because the guns are still taken pursuant to domestic violence. So you're precluded from even owning guns at the moment till the guns get returned to you. And normally they take your firearms ID card as well. So there's another plus to it. So she's now in this position and I'm feeling for her. I get it. You know, and I said, look, we got to see what we can do. So what are the guns? And this is where suddenly it takes a bizarre turn because she says, well, I had a couple of handguns. One was a Glock, another was a nine millimeter. And then I had an AR-15 rifle. I said, okay, well, let's just, you know, these guns all Jersey compliant. Goes, no, I bought them before the law. I go, where'd you get? Oh, she lived in another state. She lived in Maryland or somewhere, maybe Virginia. I don't know. But she lived in a, I said, so you acquired these outside New Jersey, the handguns and the rifle. Yes. And then you brought them in New Jersey. Yes, but I'm grandfathered. And I said, no, you're not. There's no grandfathering in New Jersey. If you come into Jersey with prohibited arms, you're, oh, no, oh, no, that's not true. I, I'm like, what do you mean? It's not true. I bought them legally, and I own them legally, and I brought them here legally, and you're allowed to bring them into New Jersey legally. I go, ma'am, I said, I don't know where you're getting your information, but it, it's not the case. I said, not the case at all. And my, one of the reasons they may be delaying is that they probably are intending to bring criminal charges against you for possession of your assault firearm. And how many, and you had all the mags were over 10 rounds for your handguns. And the, so there are criminal charges on that. Oh, no, no, that's all. There was all before the law and I'm legal. And I said, look, again, Jersey does not recognize any grandfathering. And if you brought them in from another place, they absolutely can criminally charge you, and that's not a defense to your possession. I agree it should be, but it's not a defense to this. And I think you you need to recognize you have some potentially very serious charges that may be coming your way. The possession of the so-called assault firearm by itself, you're looking at 10 years in state's prison with a minimum mandatory, three and a half years, no chance of parole. For this unlawful position. It's extremely serious, draconian in New Jersey. It doesn't matter that you lawfully acquired them in another state. You had it, if you have it in Jersey and it's prohibited in Jersey, then they can convict you of unlawful possession. Oh, no, they can't. I'm like, what the? What are you talking about? No, I read it's grandfathered and I'm okay and you're giving me misinformation and this. I said, let me make something really clear. I said, I've. I've only been practicing New Jersey gun law for over 30 years. I've only written over six books on the subject. I only teach other lawyers it. But what do I know? What do I know? Because you obviously read something on the Internet that you'd rather believe is true than actually listen to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Well, I am, I am not. I'm legal. I, I, I tell you what. I want to wish you luck. And uh, that's really all there is to it. I'm not interested in taking your case because I can't take somebody's case like that. Somebody who won't listen, somebody who is just absolutely in denial and wants to believe something that's not true and doesn't understand, just even trying to get the guns back could trigger some serious further problems. And I think they're just going to come down on them anyway. And he, there's even cases in Jersey if your gun's illegal you can't even get guns returned. Even that creates bars and problems. 
and this is just a world of, of issues, and it, it is it is just a bomb rating to go off in her face. And it's a shame she doesn't want to listen because there are things preemptively we could try to do. There's things I could try to do to help and try to diffuse it and try to make it so that these other ramifications don't take place, but that's not going to happen. And I have a feeling reality is going to be knocking on, on her door pretty soon. And, uh, you know, you can, oh, you can fool yourself for a long time, but reality isn't going to get fooled. And this is what it is. So, folks, when dealing with New Jersey and New Jersey gun law, you really have to be careful. And the importance here is not to ever, ever, ever let this happen in your state. If you don't live in New Jersey, use New Jersey as a shining example of what you never, ever want to happen in your state. Just point to New Jersey and say, no, no, we can't do that because in New Jersey, look what happened. Okay, we should we should stand for that at least, at least make the suffering of New Jersey gun owners be worth something to be a beacon and a warning to all the other states. So by knowing this, you help yourself. And you know, if you're going to call an attorney who's got a focused interest, whose whole career is dedicated to this subject, and then not want to listen to them, don't waste that attorney's time. Don't bother calling them. Why? Why are you doing that? You're not going to listen to what he say. It's crazy. And what a waste. And a shame. But yet I still, even with her attitude, I still utterly and completely sympathize because I understand the frustration, and unfortunately what she's went to went through is, is ridiculously unfair, but the point is it's going to get even more unfair, and so much more unfair that her entire life is now jeopardized in terms of her freedom, her liberty, ability to maybe see her family members ever again, right, to be loss of, 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 of her career, all these things, her hopes and dreams that get destroyed by New Jersey's insane gun laws. And yet, do we see the legislature doing anything to fix this? Oh, no, absolutely not. It's fine and dandy. And you never hear about Jersey doing anything to fix this, to fix these laws that destroy good people. It is sick. And I don't want to see any of you ever become a victim of any gun law, no less... New Jersey's outrageous gun laws. And yet, this brings me to another case that I had a, a number of years ago, but not that long ago, where I represented uh, Mia Higginbotham. And this was a public uh, case. It went public and all. And let me tell you what happened with her, because this could happen to any one of you. She was leaving New Jersey to go to her home in Florida. And she had a four-year-old daughter with her. And she was transporting, finally, her gun that she lawfully owned in New Jersey and was bringing it back home to her home in Florida. And the gun, little Beretta, in the factory box, it was unloaded. And they looked on the Internet to see, how do you bring a gun on a plane? And it says right on the T at the time, he said right on the TSA, it says the gun has to be unloaded. And she had no ammunition at all. And it has to be in a hard-sided, locked case. She said, oh, good, my luggage is a hard-sided luggage. It locks. Everything's good. 
I put the empty gun, no ammo, in, a, in its original box, put it in my checked baggage, which it also said to do, and she did her homework to do this, and she goes to New Jersey to now fly home with her checked baggage. She declares the firearm. She's doing everything right, folks, except she didn't know. The way the TSA wrote the website, when it talked about a, a closed, hard-sided container, they meant a separate closed, hard-sided container that the gun has to go in, not the closed, hard-sided luggage, you see. So when she declared it, and they TSA, and they check it out, and then they have to go put the tag on it that you fill out that identifies whose, whose gun it is inside the luggage, they said, oh, wait a minute, this, this isn't in a hard-sided box in the luggage. Oh, you, you can't transport this. She's like, well, what do you mean? I, I thought I, it's hard. No, no, it's not how it works. You got, she said, oh, well, can I buy a, can I buy a, a, a hard-sided gun case anywhere? No, they got kiosks all through the mall. That's, I mean, of the airport everywhere. They sell every bizarre thing you can imagine, but they don't have like a lockbox for a, for a firearm for when you're flying with guns. I mean, what a business idea. There's a, how about a kiosk at airport? on flying safely with guns and having the uh, proper uh, equipment to do that and selling it. That'd be a good idea. Well, of course, you can't buy any of that there. So she's out of luck and she's going to miss her flight. She's got a four-year-old daughter. So what can I do? She said, can I just surrender it to you then? I'll, I'll just surrender it. She says, look, I hate to lose a gun, but I'll turn it over to you. I just want to make it to my flight. Oh, too bad because they called the Port Authority police there in Newark. They called the police, uh, the uh, Newark police actually on that side it was and they come and they say oh well you had this and you declared it blah, blah, blah. well guess what they arrest her at the airport for unlawful possession of a hand. they actually arrest this woman with her four-year-old daughter for lawfully trying to transport her legally possessed handgun doing her best to follow the instructions on the tsa website who declared it did everything, it didn't matter. Rest and brought into the Newark Police Department. Seven hours under arrest in a cell for doing nothing wrong. And she, uh, you know, we had to fight this charge. And what's the charge? Unlawful possession of a handgun in New Jersey. Oh, guess what the penalty for that is? Up to 10 years in state's prison. Minimum mandatory, three and a half years, no chance of parole. So if she got convicted of this, the judge would have no discretion and must at least give her three and a half years in state's prison for this, and there's no exemption. And guess what they set her bond at? Her bond for what I just told you was $50,000. And she said, why is it $50,000? The severity of the offense. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it is a second degree, but it's an, it's an absurd second degree. And you look at all the circumstances. Like, 50000 for this woman who's a professional, a chiropractor, there with her daughter, trying to just legally transport her firearm, declared it, did everything right, and the only thing that wasn't. And by the way, here's the interesting thing. She was even legal under Jersey law. Because under the exemptions in New Jersey, there's even an exemption that says you can transport your gun between residences while moving. 
as long as the gun is unloaded and in a gun box. Well, guess what she was doing, folks? Going from a residence in New Jersey to a residence in Florida with an unloaded gun in a gun box. But that still doesn't stop New Jersey from arresting you and charging you because that's just a defense, the exemptions. You have the burden to prove you're innocent in New Jersey, which means you can be forced to a jury trial to have to convince them that you fell under this exemption. You are guilty in New Jersey until proven innocent. It is actually how it works. So she meant to break no law. She tried to do everything right. She was actually within Jersey exemption and trying to obey the ambiguity of the TSA explanation as to how you're supposed to do it. This is how she ended up under New Jersey's gun laws. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about how to protect yourself and how to fly with guns and some important things you're going to need to know so you don't end up in a sorry situation like that. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, okay. Here we are. And you know, uh, this airport travel, it's always been issues with that. But before I get into things you need to know so you can travel safely with a firearm, I'd like to talk about a couple quick things. One is my good friend Mitch Rosen. I love my EDC rig. I really do. This is because my good friend Mitch Rosen made it. And I'm talking about his product because I believe in it. He didn't pay me to do this. Nothing like that, folks. If you carry a gun, you need to check out Mitch Rosen's Extraordinary Gun Leather. It is extraordinary. There's no other rig I want to carry because every way and every holster that he makes is made to the gun. It holds the gun without even a keeper strap. You can draw it. You can put it back. It's wonderful. When you get a holster, it's important they have a belt made also because these are strong, sturdy belts. The belt-holster combo is the rig. 
man, it just carries it like a dream. It's top notch. I can't say enough good things about it. I love talking about it because it really means a lot to me, and I use this product every day. So my personal recommendation is to check out Mitch Rosen Gun Leather at MitchRosen.com. You won't be disappointed. You'll see why myself and so many others rave about this product. And I also want to mention that I really appreciate all my listeners, and it helps me to communicate about these important issues to help protect folks from the evil that is gun laws. So I want you to help keep a fellow gun owner from becoming a law-abiding criminal. Tell them to listen to Gun Lawyer Radio and visit our website at gun.lawyer. You know the way we have .com? Well, I have a .lawyer. So you go to gun, www.gun.lawyer, and that's the website for Gun Lawyer. What I really love, if you take a look at our inner circle, it's on our website at gun.lawyer. Sign up for the inner circle. You're going to get the inside from me, Evan Knappen. I'll be giving you tricks, tips, insights, and fun. Sign up. It's free. Yes, it's free. Go to gun.lawyer. Join our inner circle. Remember, this helps me communicate with you to touch base, to let you know what's going on. Because, you know, big tech, they don't care about our gun rights. They kind of don't like us too much. They want to shut us down. The inner circle is a way that we can stay in contact despite their efforts. And we're going to have some big issues coming up. You know, these executive orders, they're pushing the gun legislation bad. They're trying to dump the filibuster. They're trying to jam these things down our throats and take away our gun rights. You need to know what to do, how to protect yourself, what the loopholes are and what they might be. Things you can do now to take advantage in, in advance so you're not left stuck. I'm going to fill you in on that. You're going to want to know. Please subscribe. Join my inner circle. Help me get the word out. I'm depending on you to help us with our communication here. It's important. Now, back to airport transport. You know, Mia Higginbotham is hardly the only airport case I've ever had. I've had plenty, plenty. And people get into a lot of trouble at the airport with guns. And it's always unintentional. I had a case where... A fellow was going hunting, and he had his dog in the kennel for flying, you know, the way you're supposed to do. And he put his shotgun broken down in a case in the dog kennel. And he didn't realize that the dog and that go through the other section for checking, and when they saw the gun, he got arrested. for that. Even though it's all in the dog, what's the dog going to do? Load up the shotgun? You know, he had a dog really trained, man, to be able to be that terrorist dog hijacker. I mean, come on. Doesn't matter. That went down. And another guy who was uh, visiting here from another country and somebody thought it was great to give him a gun. He didn't even know it was in a gift and he didn't even open it. It was still wrapped in his luggage. And when it went through, there was a gun. Oh, my God, you got to know what's in your luggage, folks. Don't put mysterious gifts in your luggage. Had another guy running late for the airport, you know, for his flight, comes up to the desk, told him, I have a gun in here. I need to check it, but I'm running late. And the woman's like, oh, well, the flight's going to go. We got to go. Get it. Let, me, let me see. I can still get you on. Here we go. She grabs his bag and runs him down to the check. And she puts his bag through in the, and they arrest him. And she's the one putting his bag through the section and he gets popped. These are the things. I mean, you got to be super careful. Never let anyone take your bag. Never, ever, ever let your gun go in that safety zone ever. Don't let it go there. You're guaranteed the arrest. It's really bad when you fly with guns you need 
to be very aware of what the airport is requiring, what the airline is requiring. Yeah, you should check online for the TSA what it says. You need to confirm with the airline what they might also want. And then when you come to the airport, your gun needs to be unloaded. Number one, absolutely unloaded, no exceptions. Number two, no ammunition with the gun in the box. So you need to have a separate locking container box. The gun needs to be in that separate lock box without ammunition in that box, okay? Keep it completely separate. Make sure the box locks and is the correct TSA-approved lock. I would highly recommend the TSA boxes that have a combo on them and have the ability for TSA to open it. Because I personally had an experience at a major U.S. airport where I properly checked my gun and turned it in and did it and then went all the way to my gate on the other side of the airport after waiting 25 minutes to see if they needed me for anything after I had checked it in, and they did. And when I finally got all the way to the gate, guess what? You know, Evan Knappen needs to go. I'm like, oh, my. I had to go all the way back to open the stupid box so they could see what they were. Oh, what a nightmare. So that taught me, listen, have the TSA so they can open it and make sure if they need to. So they have to call you all the way back. Make sure it's unloaded. I highly recommend the boxes that have the cable that you can wrap around the luggage itself, have the lockbox in the in the luggage, and then when you get to where your destination, now you have a box you can put in your rental car, and you can lock your gun in your car with the cable lockbox in that way and store it safely if you're not carrying it at the time in that jurisdiction. So it has a dual purpose. And then you must declare it. So that means when you walk up, you you got to say to the person where you're checking your luggage you must say i have a firearm i'm declaring a firearm they will then give you a form to fill out you fill it out and that has like a sticker and it they put it on the box that it's your name and it's identified to you and it's vital that you declare it that's one of the requirements now interestingly under the brady law it's illegal for the airlines to mark that your luggage contains a firearm it was actually in the Brady Law. So the old days used to say, you know, firearm on the gun. But that led to gun thefts. They're not allowed to write that on the luggage. And in fact, most of the time when there's a gun in the check luggage, it's given better protection and better security. As a matter of fact, there are folks who simply fly with a gun, not because they care about guns, but they fly with a gun so that they put it in their luggage with their valuable photographic equipment or their valuable musical instruments so that they know they get better protection because the case has a gun in it, you see. And they want the better security by actually going through the gun declaration process. So it does help. And I'll tell you what, I, I once checked a long arm in, flew with it, followed all the procedures, keeping that ammo separate. And by the way, the ammo cannot be loose in a bag. It either has to be in a factory box or in one of those uh, like plastic containers where each round is separate that like reloaders like to use. Okay, don't put, you can't have loose ammo. It's got to be in a box, a factory box, or a specific one of those single round ammo holder boxes where they line all up so neatly in the rows in the box you can shut it. So keep it separate in that. 
But I remember one time I checked in the long arm. I was going hunting. And the long arm was in the long arm case, of course. And it's checked and all good. And I'm waiting. When I arrived back with my destination, and I'm waiting at the luggage, you know, where the carousel is. There, my luggage came out. And I'm like, where's my gun case? And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And everybody's luggage is gone. And I have my luggage and still no gun case. And I'm standing there staring at the thing where it pops out the top where the luggage comes out. And I'm just waiting, praying, please send my wonderful hunting rifle through. Come on, come on. And I'm looking. And suddenly, I swear to God, a guy pops out of there. A man pops out. scared me. Like a, jack, a man jumps, comes right out. And he's holding in his hand my gun case. I never before saw a man come up the through that, you know, black curtainy thing there. Boom, right out. He's like, uh, sir, is this? You? Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, well, we, we got it. Thank you. It was like craziest thing, you know, a guy coming out of there really did. I'm like, fine, thanks. I'm like, I guess that's okay. Hey, whatever. But that was hand delivered through the luggage carousel by a person coming out the chute. So there's all kinds of fun things at the airport when it comes to transporting guns, that's for sure. But make sure you just so carefully follow the rules. I had another very famous case, Greg Ravel. Greg Ravel with airport. Greg was traveling from Utah to Pennsylvania to pick up a car. And he had to switch his, you know, his transfer was in Newark. And he was going to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Well, he didn't realize when he got there that his flight had been delayed, so he missed his his transport, you know, his second leg. And he thought that would be a plane, but it isn't. It's a bus. So he actually come to Newark, and then it's a bus to Allentown, and he missed the, the bus going there. So he's in the game. His luggage, he's like, well, okay, I need to come into it. You know, when's the next? Oh, it's not till tomorrow. you got to come back. So he he had declared his firearm in, in Utah, and he had a carry permit out of Utah. He did everything right. And he left the airport, and then he came back the next day to grab his second, you know, his continuing journey. And, of course, he had to go through the securities area, and he did, and he declared it as you're supposed to right there at Newark. And the person said, well, wait a minute. You don't, you know, you only ha you don't have a New Jersey carry license, and what exemption are you just going to pen? And so even though he had been delayed and done this, and he was, even though he was in transit and en route, didn't matter. They arrested him for his possession of a handgun in New Jersey. And he was put in the jail in Newark. And he was in there for 15 days in Newark jail, pending his unlawful possession of a handgun for simply trying to transport it through the airport. And, you know, he was in his 60s, I remember at the time, and he's from Utah. Uh, not too many six-year-old guys from Utah are in the jail in Newark, as you can well imagine. And I asked him, I said, you know, how did you uh, survive that? You know, and I remember him telling me, he said, well, you know, it was a little scary, of course, but I, uh, I told him it was a gun charge and I was cool. And then I was cool that it was a gun charge. So I was all okay with that. It was just like Alice's Restaurant, you know, where they're on the bench and they move away, but when they found out it was a gun charge, so now they're closed. They move, oh, you're all right? He goes, yeah, and like they called me Pops. 
I'm like, what is that? It's like out of a 50 James Cagney movie. What that, Pops? They called me Pops, and I was okay in there. I said, yeah, well, God bless you, man. We got you out, and then we had that whole fight. So you got to watch out at the airports and be extra careful. And if you try to avoid New Jersey at all costs, if you can fly into Pennsylvania or transfer anywhere else, just try to stay away from so-called Liberty International Airport. Yeah, they actually call that airport Liberty in the ultimate ironic name you can give an airport is the airport in Newark is Liberty. Yeah, what a joke. So obey those rules. Be careful. I don't want to see any of you ever have a problem because it can be a real nightmare. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.